0: Link Prana Stories Connect to and learn from
1: Asia's smartest business minds Level up with unedited original content in just 60 minutes Bringing actionable advice and real stories Ask all your burning questions on our truly live talk show
0: with the guests who are at the top of their game
1: are you prepared to be one of the most ambitious future leaders get inside Asia's smartest business minds tune in www.linkedprana.com
2: alive yes <laughs> are. oh god i'm so glad for aaron thank you so much first of all for taking out time and making it to the linkedin proner stories which is our virtual talk show
1: now i think it's my pleasure for you having me on this show
2: <laughs> no i i mean of course you have always been a good friend but yeah this time it's more about sharing your journey your stories and your challenges on how exactly also you are combating the current crisis time but before we jump into it i have to give a very quick thank you to all the people who are watching please thank you so much stay tuned uh, we are going to share questions as well in the comment section if there is anything that you want to ask Aaron. Please stay tuned and we are gonna bring your questions to him. Make sure your question is good enough. If it's not, then 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 I'll have to give a pass. Hey. And just to give a Yeah, tell me.
1: is already commenting on it.
2: <laughs> so you are having your eyes. Don't you worry, I have the complete team with me, and they're going to shortlist the questions and give it to me, which they think should be, should be asked with you. So we are going to have a separate section about it. But giving a quick introduction, it cannot be done without that. So you are, of course, Head of Product Strategy at ICAR Asia, followed by a digital enthusiast, and at the same time, a speaker and an author, a book I have read. Yes, guys, I've read his book, and it's, a very sweet shot. Oh yes, habited. If you want, write to him on LinkedIn, and you get a copy. Uh, not free, of course, <laughs> but yes, you get a copy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So,
2: that was a good plugin. I love that one. Nice guys. Nice. So Aaron, as to we start with, uh, we know it's been approximately six days for us since. We have been into this partial lockdown. And uh, we know our our Asia is not a small company. And you being the head leading a team, it wouldn't have been an easy call for the company all of a sudden to just get everyone work from home and not impact the growth of the company or the daily schedules. Uh, How exactly are you taking care or managing this disruption at work?
1: I think that any disruption at work would probably come because we are not prepared for it. It was quite a quick call, and we had to really start putting everything in place really quickly. And that's where things kind of got a little bit messy. But thankfully for us itself, some of these structures were something which we've already experimented before. Uh, so oh, really? putting it into place was a lot more Putting things back into structure, which we used to have. So, yeah, I think it wasn't that bad for us. Uh, But I've seen some companies out there which are really struggling to cope, especially those who are not tech based, um, we're physical companies. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I think the retail sectors or companies, even the companies which were working on the daily wages basis, as simple as Grab or all these companies, or even food deliveries and outlets They have been heavily impacted. But I remember, Aaron, you were talking about me on... You were talking about and sharing with me about how the productivity side of things have changed for you. And that is... So, guys, that has changed for better. And get to know from Aaron how exactly that's happened for him.
1: So, in terms of productivity-wise, I think for me itself, it was something which was... uh, something very refreshing. Because usually what happens is that I get stuck in a traffic jam from 7 o'clock in the morning all the way to about 8 or 8 plus. So that's one hour traffic stuck in the morning every single day. And towards the evening as well, between what? 6 to 7, that's another hour. So that's two hours being stuck in traffic. And imagine now, what if you could have that two hours back? So exactly.
2: my, personally, my also travel time has reduced so much, I can't tell you. I have so much extra time to myself because of just saving on the travel.
1: Yeah, and now I could start work a lot earlier as well because for me, I'm an early bird. I, I, I can't really function towards the late nights kind of thing. I'm an early bird. Oh. When I wake up early in the morning, I'm the most productive. I- and having that extra couple of hours while I wake up early in the morning, I can start work at 6.30 in the morning, because I wake up at 5.30. I get ready, and probably by 6.30, I could start work. And I find it really refreshing being, bo- being able to work that early in the morning.
2: So your, your timing's actually comforted in a way. You could start that early. And how about the meeting schedules and everything? You shared about the Hangout yeah. thing. I would love you to share it with the people out here as well.
1: Okay, so in in terms of Hangouts-wise, we tend to have a lot of meetings throughout our normal office hours. And that kind of disrupts our flow in between. So we are focused our task on finishing a certain project. And while we're doing that project, suddenly someone walks over to our cubicle and like, hey, can you talk about this for 10 minutes? And all (laughs) of our attention is going to pivot to that different idea completely. And once you're done discussing with your colleague, you got to bring it back to the original idea and your thoughts are still back there with your colleague. So it kind of takes time juggling between multiple ideas. But one thing I noticed that being back at home is that you're able to focus on what you're doing. So you can just sit down and focus on what you're doing. And people can message you on WhatsApp. They can message you on Slack. And you can take your time replying to that. But what we did was that we actually looked into how can we create slots for people to contact us. So you can just uh, create slots like 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock today itself. These are the opportunities where any of your colleagues can feel free to drop by in this Google Hangouts and say hi or bring up any ideas. So you're still opening up the channel of communication. At the same time, it's still giving you the opportunity to, well, um, be focused on your daily task.
2: Yeah, I think I love that idea to actually have a period for the Google Hangout, keeping it open for the people to just come in and share things if they want to talk to the leader and they just want to get a small input and stuff. But the rest of the day is just completely managed the way we want to manage it. And it's so scheduled, you know, like when you are in the office, team meetings go for hours. But when we are on a Zoom call, we have to have a deadline.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? So it's like a fixed, allocated time. It's not like one of those times where your meeting can go on and on and on and on and on. And I noticed that, actually, even for like hangout meetings, thinking about it, it's it's very much to the point. It, it, it's not like a normal meeting where you tend to beat around the bush a lot. It's like straight to the point and get done over with.
2: Yes, I think that's true. Because at the end of the day, the idea is that we are here for an objective and we just fulfill that not distracted by the things around us at all are you are you going to take back this once things get back to normal hoping that will by first of april to implement this are you going to try to do that
1: i think uh, so once we get back to office things will definitely be different as well because once again and you yes. Say like no do not, you can't really do that um but i yeah. look at the time uh, letting people know that these are a time when you're free to discuss ideas that's something which we can implement right away
2: so i love that you know just you know this situation people are quite upset sad anxious scared but looking at the brighter side how work has changed for you a little bit better and Maybe a part of it is implemented. The productivity will increase even at the work on back to office. The realization came through this incident only, right, if we look in this manner. But I'm glad you shared it with everyone. Now, of course, Aaron, covering another side of you, which is we know you lead a team, you're head of product, and, and there's a huge lot of responsibility. But we also know a side of you which is branding yourself. I mean, we see you have created a brand for yourself on LinkedIn. Uh, You're out there. You show up to your audience, the community, which is coming up very well, and we are all loving it. So you have two facades managing hand in hand, and I so love that about you and would like to know how exactly the idea came in.
1: You mean idea about LinkedIn?
2: Yeah, I mean, how exactly did you get inspired to spend time and curate content? Because we love your video content. So from where did the idea came in?
1: I think why I started LinkedIn was really about um, being able to communicate with other people. So one thing, if you think about Facebook, Facebook is a place where you have your group of friends and that's your community But the interesting thing about LinkedIn is that it gives you the opportunity to go beyond your current connections. And that really got me really interested about LinkedIn because I still remember when I first posted my first video back, I think that was probably about slightly more than half a year ago, probably like seven, eight months. um, I really didn't have much expectation of it. I was thinking that, hey, you know what? Let me just post up something and see if anything bites. Uh, I got like probably... I don't know 10, 10 likes and some comments on it. And okay. it wasn't really much. But one day, someone actually dropped me a message. And after posting maybe about four or five posts on LinkedIn, I got a message from somebody who was a high-profile person uh, within an industry which I was interested to speak with. And okay. that person just dropped me a message and said that, hey Aaron, I seen your post on LinkedIn and I like the story you spoke about when you were in Cambodia. And all of a sudden, I was like, eh, okay, I, I, I wanted to get to know someone in that company and that person actually messaged me instead. And that was quite an eye-opener for me because if I were to approach somebody within that industry, chances are that I would not be able to get through all the different red tapes and the different layer within an organisation. Yeah. But closer up, that relationship with the person it opened up a whole new opportunity over there just trying and then after it gradually became something yeah
2: I think that's an incredible thing because for me uh, that's the similar situations happen so many times so just by building content you can actually get into the people who you never thought you could connect
0: yeah I think how, exactly the,
2: balance, how exactly do you balance it, the, the corporate side and the personal branding side?
1: Um, corporate and the personal branding, I think it's just like, just like any other work we all do. We are creatures of habit. We tend to stick to a routine. And once we get into that routine, things just go smoothly. A lot of times when we start doing it, it's really difficult because you're thinking that, oh, I need to make time for it and things like that. But um, personally, for me, what I do is that I try to record the videos on the weekend. So that's part of my routine on the weekend. Uh, Probably it's going to be on a Sunday morning. I'm going to record it. I'm going to edit it. I'll only post it up throughout the week. So all my videos, even though I might be wearing different shirts, it's actually one (laughs) way. Yeah, it's just one day and
0: uh,
1: it's pre-recorded. It's update, uploaded on LinkedIn on a later date. Yeah, but it's all... Um, so I think
2: it's, it's really the passion and the drive that you have that you're spending your weekend to curate the content so that you can just push out in the entire week. That's how you balance
0: it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess in a way, uh, because I, I do see the return of it. I do see that posting on LinkedIn does bring value to me as a person where i Met so many amazing people on LinkedIn, so that's where I do believe there's always that reward whenever you just post something out on LinkedIn, even regardless it's a post, it's a comment, uh, it's a like, it's still engaging with content, and you're going to get noticed.
2: Absolutely, I think I so agree with that. the The concept of making sure that you balance out the two things is is so amazing. But at the same time, you know, you have Uh, responsibility As, as a corporate employee you know you are carrying a brand with yourself so what are the tips that you want to share with the audience here how should they balance because I have personally noticed Aaron there is a sense of apprehension that a lot of people have while curating content they are not sure whether they will be able to do justice to the brand that they carry the name that they carry alongside so I'm sure you also have might have been through that situation and would have found out your own ways of combating it. So how exactly do you answer to that?
1: Um, I think in terms of when creating content, it's always uh, something which people are always afraid about. And they're afraid about what people think uh, they are going to be posting up and what impression yep. it will bring out as well. So this works both sides as well. Because if you think as a, as an employee, whenever you post something on LinkedIn, some people might think that, OK, th- this this thinking is not right. But some people might think that um, you're posting on LinkedIn. That means you are actively looking for a job. And that's just yes. true. Because, I mean, LinkedIn is a community. It's, it's just like Facebook. It's just like Instagram. It's just your crowd could be different. The reach of your audience could be different. And you just need to match that up
2: that's true that's so true and at the same time you need to just make sure that you are very careful about the content that you're posting and not really pushing out anything which is could be critical to the brand that you're carrying so it has to be a rationale call. just making sure that is the right balance I think amazing I completely agree to that Aaron how uh, so I'm just getting to the side of you you I mean just knowing who Aaron is so i Currently, of course, you're leading a team of product and stuff. Would you like to share what challenges did you face while doing this? And of course, we know that two set of challenges. One, definitely COVID has come in, which is not a very good scenario. Economies have been impacted. And at the same time, naturally, when you yourself was running a team, did you face any challenge or how exactly? What are your key strategies when you actually run a team on the product side?
1: Um, so from the product strategy side, I think the, the most important thing is that communication is key, regardless of whatever field you're in. Now, once you don't get to meet up with people face-to-face, you really got to think about how do you really set up contact points throughout the whole duration of this, this, uh, this, this lockdown. Fine. Yeah, yes, and yes. we need to start changing the way we communicate as well because we, we can't just walk up to a person. But now itself, we have WhatsApp, we have Slack, we have so many different platforms to chat with, and we have Hangout, we have um, Zoom. we got so many different platforms, and we need to start making use of that. Because if we are going to just isolate ourselves, and we don't com- that's, oh, that's a whole problem which we're going to be facing.
2: Absolutely. That's so true. I think communication is so important. Coming from an experience where, what's the most, uh, um, what's the one product's go-to-market strategy, Aaron, that you usually use or you most of the times implement, or would you suggest? Because it's 2020. Of course, you know we have to understand that the that the impact on the economy because of the COVID situation is going to last, even though we are going to get back to our work from offices in a, in a in a week's time or so. Keeping fingers crossed. But at the same time, the economy will take some time to recover. But we have got our products and services. What will be your recommendation on how brands should manage this situation and still stay tight and stay put up? Yeah.
1: I think um, in the current state we are in, we should never um, slow down. So I do okay. see a lot of people slowing down, um, slowing down their business. And yes, that's to adapt with the... The current costs which we have, and uh, people are coming in slow. But if you think about what the government is doing today uh, to try and stimulate the economy back, it's like putting steroids into the whole economy. I mean, imagine right now, yesterday, um, we just got the an announcement that EPF is going to, sorry, the government has allowed us to withdraw 500 ringgit from our EPF savings uh, for the next 12 okay. months. That oh, that's yeah. an additional five hundred ringgit any Malaysian could spend on buying products. I mean, there's no, this to so Of course, they can buy food and things like that. But looking at Malaysians, once this thing starts clearing off, do you think they'll really use that five hundred ringgit to buy food after that? They're gonna start oh, splurging no. their money. And you think, look at China for a moment. How long did China take to clear up their mess? So. Today, it's probably, what, three months since they did a a complete lockdown. And look at, I, I think yesterday they just announced that the first time ever they had zero new cases. So that's showing that economy is going to start recovering. So economy will recover and governments are putting in steroids into the economy. So just imagine what is going to happen immediately as soon as, once all this goes away. It's going to be a massive spending after that.
2: I love that perspective I, because at the moment companies are withdrawing their budgets in every different aspect There even uh, you know there's a side where the employees are not getting paid uh, it's, it's yeah. kind of an unpaid leave for many of them or they're asked to take forced leaves at this point of yeah. time there, there are a lot of things that is happening within the company but I love the perspective where you say don't slow down and that's exactly what many of them are not doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do understand from a perspective where uh, there are budget limitations and we need to protect the organization. Um, but that being said, you can you need to make sure that you still have control over your market. And at this moment of yes. time, if you're going to lapse and somebody else from the back, back door uh, starts coming in and pushing their product, that's where they could have the advantage because you're Lapsing and DIC are coming in strong. So yeah, I I think it's going to be very exciting times, especially with with how much the government is really putting into to stimulate the economy. Not just Malaysia, but all around the world, governments are putting in money to stimulate the economy.
2: If not only the government, and I have seen uh, uh, Amazon have made their books free for the time, Byju, which is an app in India that had made a lot of things going for free. Even uh, there's a lot of other applications in, in the market who have released their fre- premium version to a premium version, making sure they can cater to large people who are back at home. So everybody's coming as a support. All we need to do is stay home, stay safe, don't go out.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's easy to it and done where a lot of times when people get um, comfortable with going out. Um, I still see people walking outside my neighborhood and that's kind of iffy for me because I'm like thinking, you should be staying at full, but why are you why are you outside there?
2: Yes, I think I agree to that because that's how it is, uh, the, how the situation is. And very quickly, we have a question and I would love to car- cater it. So we have a question from Anil, your friend. Anil Meghani has asked a question, which is, you will. Uh, it's good to hear your views on work front during the current pandemic. And secondly, what's go what goes in your mind before selecting a topic for your next LinkedIn post?
1: Oh wow, that's that's, interesting. that's an
0: interesting one.
1: Um, so for me itself, I I always lean back to something which Gary V uh, mentioned multiple times again and again. Uh, document don't create. So the the. Thing which I do believe a lot of times people get fixated about is that I need to create amazing content. But truth to be told, your life is an amazing content itself. So a lot of content I can put up on LinkedIn is normally things which happened to me a few days ago or yesterday, and I still feel passionate about it. So that's where I just pluck something which happened in a few days ago and just let it go. Yeah.
2: Okay, did you have a, a moment where you actually had a wow moment? Is like my content went super popular, and you were excited, or a moment where you were super sad. Where your content does that emotion drives you? Sometimes, be candid, Aaron. Don't don't lie to us.
1: <laughs> um, yes, and I, it's I guess it's something to do with the likes, and um, yeah, there are times when you create content and the likes isn't there, or the Comments isn't there, it's kind of demotivating. At the same time, well, I also do believe that we also need to distance ourselves from that. Because at the end of the day, why are you posting up content? Is that content to get the likes, to get the comments? It's well, if, if that's the case, then yeah, you should be sad. But when I was thinking about why I was putting up content, was one is that I wanted to find a way where I could communicate with people. I could build new connections. Uh, Did my content mesh do that? If yes, then great. Uh, I also wanted to be able to inspire people. Um, So sometimes when people drop me a message, say, hey, I enjoyed your content. Uh, It inspired me in certain ways. I I find that a lot more um, rewarding compared to the likes and comments and those kind of things.
2: Yeah, I think I I
1: agree. I'm, I'm very interested as well. So what about you for you? Because you post up a lot of content as well, right?
2: I do. I do. And there's, there's a lot of diversity in that as well. Okay. So what happens in my case is I my journey started with competing with myself. The idea was that when I push out content, I just wanted to make sure that how consistent I am, irrespective of the number game, because it wasn't with that mindset. So, after doing it for approximately a year and a half on a very consistent basis, I sometimes, for a minute or two, it will make me feel a little bad when it doesn't perform, to be very yeah. honest, because we pour in our heart and soul and we, we really hope things can resonate with the audience. But after a certain point of time, you know, I just don't think about it at all, because it's, it's, it's about a journey that you just keep on doing what you love, you do. And eventually, it adds value to you as little as when someone just texts me that Kush, I'm looking forward to your life is 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 what motivates me so much. I can't tell you so all these situations that I have personally experienced it. Immune to the fact that whether it performs or not, the number game doesn't, doesn't make me feel any, any bad or any good anymore, except for a few minutes for sure. Sometimes, when I have worked extremely hard for that particular post, only when, only then. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yes. It'll,
2: it'll only then it will happen. Aaron, I'm, Anil, I hope you got answer to your question that it's all about documentation. As Gary V said, we both are avid followers of Gary V. Love him for what he has been doing and passing to the community uh, and tell me something because we are in this uh, situation where um, you you have so how many years it has been for you in the in the corporate corporate world?
1: Um, well I guess about 10 ish yeah.
2: So is, is there has is there been any uh, in a challenging situation which which was something you would like to share and how exactly did you ma- manage to come out of it or maybe a team thing or maybe a product thing or something?
1: Um, Challenges-wise, I guess... Um, well, I, there are always going to be challenges. If there's no challenges, it's it's not worth doing. Yes, exactly. um,
2: it's not going to be fun at all, right?
1: Yeah, there, there has to be a challenge, but I, I think... Um, How do you look um, at
2: challenges? Let's just say, like, when when you are put in a situation where you are into a challenging situation, how do you usually look at that?
1: I I think that's where it gets fun, right? (laughs) So if you're going to do... I I started out, I still remember, when I first graduated, my first career was um, in human resource. And it's a a very interesting... uh, Part for me because I started out, my degree was in psychology. Uh, in fact, my master's was also in psychology as well. So going to HR in the corporate world was kind of like a uh, normal thing for psychology grads. But while I was in HR, it really did give me a lot of insights about employees and how do you engage with employees and things like that. But I kind of wanted a little bit more danger, you can say. I, I wanted to get a little bit more involved. Imagine business. Uh, and that's where um, I, I left HR. And I started exploring uh, trainings. And uh, I went to product. And it's been quite interesting. But in, in terms of the whole journey there itself, it was one quite interesting pivot from one challenge to another to a different one.
2: You started from HR and then because of the entrepreneurial side of you came out and you really wanted to explore on doing something uh, more challenging and adventurous, that's where this product journey started.
1: Yeah, I guess I really wanted to get really involved with the business because um, HR is a fantastic role, um, but I wanted to see how a business would operate. I always was fascinated with the idea that, hey, um, what makes a business able to be as large as Facebook in such a short period of time uh, compared to some of the large MNCs which are already out there in the market? Uh, so I've joined uh, Japanese companies where they are really structured and they have a lot of red tape in between as well. And it really did give a very different perspective compared to a lot of different businesses. So I, I think for me, it's of your really exploring the different businesses and how they run and things which I could learn from it.
2: I think yeah I now let's I would really like to know about Aaron in another perspective as well. So I'm one mentor you definitely it's gonna be a kind of a rapid fire so let's just quickly I mean quickly I want to understand that what's who's that one person or one mentor you follow?
1: Oh wow. Uh, one mentor I follow, I would say. Uh. In terms of, in terms of LinkedIn, Gary V. Yeah.
2: Okay, and if, if it's about so in LinkedIn, it's Gary V. And if it's about work or corporate or let's say what you are pursuing as yeah. as as towards your journey on Icaration stuff, who would that be?
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: so Pedro, is, uh, he, he used to be uh, my former manager. And I do look up to him a lot. Uh, okay. He's now in uh, Singapore, and he's working in Singapore. He's sick right now, so hopefully he gets well soon. Um, but he really did inspire me a lot about product. And he taught me a lot about product management and product development. Um, he's a guy who sees opportunity in every situation you get put in. He's uh optimist in that way. But it's okay. really, really cool because a lot of times when people are put in tough situations, people tend to look at the negative part of it.
0: Yes. Pedro
1: finds a way to look at the light and steers towards the light. So, yeah, Pedro is definitely uh, hands down my uh, inspiration.
2: So glad to know. I would definitely like to follow his journey as well and see how he... I mean, of course, that's how we get to know new people, right? That's fun. So that's the mentor side. Do you read books? If yes, then which one would you ask the audience to go for?
1: Sorry? Books. Books, well...
0: About- <laughs> 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 um,
2: I, I get it. I get it. Okay, let's, let's look at the book which is not authored by Aaron Foo.
1: Well, if it's a book not authored by Aaron Fu, I would say... Where is that book right now? Uh, There. (laughs) So, I do have... uh, In in my very early career, I met this guy named... uh, Adam Koo.
2: We can't see. Okay, Adam Koo. Yeah, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, this guy named Adam Koo. I used to work for him for quite a number of years back while I was a teenager. And he was one of those guys in Singapore, which is a self-made millionaire by the age of 30. And I attended one of his workshops, his programs in the past. And he really did inspire me to do a lot. So, he wrote quite a number of books. The first book I read was not this book. This book was kind of later on. The first book I read was Ungifted, So Are You, which was actually a youth development book. Uh, it taught people about mind mapping and things like that. But uh, if you get to find his book, I recommend to get his book, um, if I remember correctly, the book is called Empowering Empowering Minds Designing Destinies, or something along those lines.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's from Adam Koo. Another one would be Tony Robbins?
2: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Um,
1: he has a number of books which are really amazing. Uh, the latest one, Unshakable, so far. I've not completed reading it yet. It's kind of interesting so far as start. Yeah. But yeah, I think the basic NLP, uh, not, not the not the uh, natural learning language, uh, which from the data scientist NLP, uh, the neuro-linguistic programming from the psychology part, it's very fascinating.
2: Yeah, I mean, your book covers a, a whole lot of side of it. And I, I since I've read it already, I, I've picked up a few things and implemented And no doubt, it works well as well. I Especially the the part where you actually have signals to save moments. And when you want to relive the moment, you behave in that manner, or you signal that action to relive the particular moment. But of course, yeah. I cannot relate with that. So I'm not going to go in the details of it. But definitely, uh, the book, yes, thank you for sharing. Um, Tony Robbins, we love him. And we are going to even check out the other book, definitely. How about, how about podcasts? Are you a person who follow podcasts, or it's more about reading?
1: Um, so given choice, being stuck in traffic for one hour in the morning, <laughs> I think audiobooks really does help a lot. Um, and I think there's something very interesting as well. When I watch uh, Gary V's video, I tend to not watch the video. I listen to the audio instead. So in terms of podcasts right now, I'm still listening to a lot of Gary V podcasts, the uh, audio books here and there. Um, but yeah, I think mainly Gary V content over the one hour content jam.
2: OK, that's interesting to know about your mentors and books and stuff. Tell me, Aaron, about this period where you are back at home and uh, with with the with a change and a sudden change in the mindset. One thing: once you get back to work, you're going to miss about.
1: Well, I, I'm going to miss that the comfort of not getting stuck in the traffic jam. <laughs> but I think there are things which I do miss about the office as well. It's like I. Like now, every time during lunch hour, I would usually, if I'm in the office, I would just pop by downstairs and just grab something from downstairs. But now I'm here at home, I'm, and I can't go out. So I'll be like, I need to prepare something for lunch. I need to think about what to cook. And I'm, I'd be glad not to think about that. So, so <laughs> that's something which I, I can't wait to get rid of, that I don't need to worry about what I'm going to have for lunch. I just go downstairs and grab something. So that's,
2: that's all challenges that we are facing from date. Of course, on on the change of the schedule side, but if if at all, um, so if at all, you have to say that going in this COVID situation, if one advice you have to give to the audience that how should they look at this time and how should a positive mindset be there for the longest period of time and not losing hope on the situation or the government and making sure that they stay tight?
1: I think, uh, especially for those of you who stay alone, please communicate with people. Um, and, you know, they, even if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you're still we, we are still pre- social creatures. And we still need to communicate with people. And yes. I think it's very important to just drop a message hi to your friend once in a while. Uh, even though they could be your work colleagues or could just be your friends, just say hi to them, it, it really could brighten up the day. Like today, I, I still remember I posted up on Instagram story about a a, a boomerang video about my coffee I made this morning. Um, and some of my friends actually dropped me a message about the coffee. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting that, but I, I guess that's where that, that connection That human connection is so important. And I really did appreciate those messages, those people who just dropped me a message like, hey, did the coffee taste nice? Hey, was it easy to make? Uh, And all those kind of weird questions. But it's part of being human, right? right? You're alone and like nobody is, you're not not communicating with anybody. It gets very depressing.
2: Yes. And I think from there, I mean, even though every, it's about social distancing, but it's not about leaving the community or yeah. it's not about the digital detox, right? Yeah. So, so, distancing is one thing. Now it is like beyond digital. Connect with everybody who you never got time to connect with and just go back to your old friends, say them hi. As simple as talking about how you are doing by starting on the COVID situation, it has given us an open opportunity to just break into a conversation. Just imagine yeah so people are hesitant especially i know there's a huge huge group of people who are introvert they don't know how to break into conversation, or they're hesitant or doing it and but they love people around you know they love to talk but they can't yeah so just asking that how are you doing during this time or how things have been how work has been is good enough to just break the conversation so i love that perspective that one thing that you have shared with us here uh, on the other side aaron where um where you have been on LinkedIn very continuously, you have been balancing the two facades beautifully, I have to say. How life has changed for you in your company and also on a personal front? I mean, how things have changed for you? What has been the growth journey like or the challenges like?
1: Um I would say, well, I met you.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: that's true. so that, that was through LinkedIn as well. Um I think from the personal side, LinkedIn has really given an opportunity to meet people um, from different backgrounds. And sometimes you might really not expect those people to really play a role in what you are planning to do. Uh, It's it's really interesting how I've been thinking about this for some time as well, like how sometimes that one person you meet could might not be something which you think is important today, but months later, years later, you suddenly find a link in between. And that link somehow works out. So just like LinkedIn itself, now you're giving that opportunity for yourself to be able to connect with so many different people out there. And it gives you that opportunity to open up these doors, maybe not right now, but maybe in the months to come or the years to come later.
2: Absolutely. The same thing happened. Like I, I connected with some guys with very good companies and we became yeah. good acquaintances. Conversation got exchanged and everything. Today they are our clients. So, you know, that's a journey that happened. It didn't happen across a period of one week. It took few months of trust building. So to understand that time that is required to be given to the platform and at the same time also not being very impatient on building relationship and trying to sell yeah. people something.
1: I know, right? That's, it's, that's really annoying. <laughs>
2: how, do you, how, do you even, how do you even manage those sales emails and stuff? I'm sure you receive tens and thousands of them as well as, as, I mean. I, uh, I
0: think that's
1: the annoying part about LinkedIn, when somebody tries to sell to you, um, so recently, just, I was just uh, whining about this, this, this issue for a bit. Because I got like five different people from one company messaging me over a period of two months. Sorry, not only messaging me, uh, they even attended events, which I attended. Um, so which they, were really made, you know,
2: they were making sure that they'd be there wherever you are.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure about the stocking part, but they were there and they were like pitching to me in the event as well. So it got really uncomfortable. Um, I mean, so the, the thing about selling is, uh, this is something which I've repeated a few times as well, that people love to buy. I mean, we all go to shopping malls because we love to buy, but we hate to be sold too. So if you go to a shopping mall, you see those credit card people walking up to you like, hi, sir, would you want to get a credit card? You're going to just... I'm sorry if you're not interested and just go walk away because you're not interested to be sold to. But if somehow or another you need a credit card and you are interested in the petrol redemption or whatever it is, you're going to look for that credit card. So the thing here is that as much as I, I, I do understand that it's about building the connection, but every time you're selling, you're asking people for their time, right? So yeah. you're getting, you're asking somebody to to give you their value to you, their time. Right. But if Correct. you've not given your own value to the person before selling to them, I'm sorry, but it gets really, um, in a way, annoying. annoying.
2: Yeah, it does. It, it absolutely does. So do you reply to all messages that comes to you trying to sell, people, sell something honest?
1: But, to be honest, I started off with replying. But over the past couple of months,
2: Okay, I am not sure, Aaron, okay.
0: Are
1: you okay?
2: I think, yes, yes, Aaron has come back to us. Yes, Aaron.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think the line got somewhat cut off in between, but I was was just saying that, um, okay, what I think
0: uh, Don't reply anymore, because I don't want to to. to
2: reply or not.
1: Yeah, so at the moment, I kind of stopped replying them after a while because I don't want to bait them on even further. So if I don't see that they're giving me value at the moment, uh, I'm sorry, but I kind of don't reply to them anymore.
2: Perfect. I think it, I, I I understand your feeling as well. So see, see, that's where the value comes in. So we need to understand if someone is connecting on a professional front, on a professional social media website, doesn't mean that it has to go salesy, right? And that's where yeah. the change Whenever you go to a networking event, if you're not trying to sell in the first go there itself, why do you want to do it on LinkedIn? Right?
0: Yeah.
2: And tell me something. Do you think people who are of similar profile like you, should they also not hesitate to build their brand on LinkedIn and just go out and be there? It's not only about building brand but not hesitate to put across, put across what they feel and their oh. knowledge and their um, and 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 you know, I like to say their mind, so that other people can learn from them. Do you think that hesitation should just now let go, or what's your opinion about it?
1: I think everyone, regardless of uh, whatever level they're in, they should be posting up ideas on, on whichever platform it is. I mean, uh, right now the platform is LinkedIn, but I, I don't know what's the next platform which comes in. Irregardless um, of whichever platform it is, I think people should be sharing ideas. I'm a firm believer that if you have a great idea, share it out. Let's find somebody who can support you in that idea. So if you have ideas or thoughts, even if you might feel that that idea might not be that um, that great, someone else could support you in building up that idea to something great if you share it out. But if you have kept that idea all this while to yourself, and, well, you you didn't tell anyone about it, nothing's going to happen from it. So even if, let's say, you're an executive, you just started working in the workforce, and uh, you have some ideas about business you want to share, post it up. Get some attention about it. And hopefully, you can find the right people to build it. If you're a a CEO or a head of department itself, it's just as important for you to make sure that you're heard because if you're not heard, it's almost as if your brand is invisible on that platform. People Absolutely. Know
2: it is- Absolutely. It's yeah. so important to be heard. It's so important to be there, even to your employees. It's not even outside the world. Sometimes the yeah. company is so huge they, they can't even see their bosses on the daily level. But if just pushing out the content gives the mind out that what they are going through or what they are they, their mind is, and that communicates the message internally and even externally. So that yeah. is so good.
1: And a little bit about your external bit over there, uh, I think it's it's very interesting because um, when you talk about externally and posting up content for external people, if you're posting a lot of times when we started this whole journey when Facebook came up with its Facebook pages and brands started hopping on the Facebook pages and that kind of become their own profile. And we started seeing yep. how brands gradually evolved to become more human on the platform where they started adopting uh, more human lingo, even though it's a company.
2: Yes, yes, yes. It became more conversational. Came
1: yeah, right. And it started evolved towards that. And now, if you think about it, then the thing about it, which is just still missing the brand, is still just a logo which you see. But until we can put a face towards it, it's very hard to feel uh, a logo. But that's where, when an employee starts posting up content, yeah, that's the employee must start exactly. content, humanize the brand.
2: That's true. Now I connect with iCarAsia Asia more than ever after being connected with you. I see you. I just have a brand recall every time I have a brand recall. That's humanizing the brand using the people who are within the company. As simple as that. Amazing, Aaron. We have the last five minutes with us, and I'm gonna just quickly cover two last questions, which I have in mind. One advice you want to give to the people who want to jumpstart their journey on LinkedIn. Hi, Aaron, we lost you. Aaron. Guys, we have Aaron with us, but I think he's having some trouble with the network. Just hold on tight.
0: Aaron
2: let me check his network just let me see what's wrong with his network we are hanging in there we're hanging in we're, we just If you have any questions, please put it in the comment section. I'm going to shoot to Aaron. It's the last three minutes that we have for our call. I'm just going to check. I think he's having some internet trouble.
0: Am I? Yeah, I'm back. Yes.
2: Okay, you're back, Aaron. Yes. So, Aaron, we, we, we are talking about one advice that you or one tip that you want to share to the people who just want to start their journey on LinkedIn
1: um start yeah start i think i've said this a lot of time it's it's really just start get the ball rolling um a lot of times we are just afraid about taking that plunge it's 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 kind of like um I, I use this analogy quite lot well lately where you're standing in front of the pool and the swimming pool and you're just afraid to jump in the pool because you're like it's gonna be cold and I, I'm, I'm just like uh uh, like i'm gonna jump but mm, just wait for a moment over there so a lot of times we are in that stage where we just
0: mm, want to
1: jump in but we didn't but until you jump in you wouldn't know if the water is warm or cold and even if it's cold you just need to swim a couple of a couple of laps and your body going to warm up and you're going to feel absolutely comfortable in it so having that fear to start is something which i find paralyzing a lot of people so just start posting up. If you feel uncomfortable creating a video, then write something. If you're afraid about writing an article, then drop a comment. Give something which is insightful through a comment. So find a way, but make yourself heard on LinkedIn. Just start.
2: Lovely, Aaron. I think I love that advice because, and especially the analogy it's we have so many thoughts just before jumping in i simply love the analogy this is this this is going to be a part of where i'm going to apply it somewhere definitely i'm going to use your analogy in future <laughs> and finally of course since it's a covid special um re i i want to know one thing that you really want to share as what is your complete perspective on this covid situation and how do you want normal people like me and you like retailers people who are having low times people who are having high time in the business to perceive this situation and go forth from here
1: um stay at home (laughs) um definitely stay at home um i i know this that that urge from us to really go out and connect with people. But for now, it's, let's just connect digitally. Drop me a message, and we can chat. It's I don't mind having a chat, but please don't sell me stuff. Uh, um, uh, just stay at home right now. In terms of businesses, I, I think I think I said quite a lot, fair bit just now. Um, I do believe that this is, as much as it's going to be very rough times right now, uh, the rebound from this is just going to be massive. I mean, if we look at the Dow Jones, the Dow Jones went down so many points. I think like close to ten thousand already by now over the past couple yeah. of weeks. It's insane. But look at the crazy initiative which which um, the states are doing right now to try boost to boost it back up. So if every one of us work on building up the economy once again, when everything fades away, I mean. Tough times are always there, right? Tough times don't last, and tough people do. So we just need to wait it out. And once once this COVID-19 fades away, uh, we just need to be ready to grab all the opportunities out there. But for now, stay at home.
2: Yes, yes. I think tough situations and tough people, the way you compared it, I love that. Because you know it's the tough people who stick around, who really stick yeah. around. Another question and I would like to cater to that what are the websites do you browse and to my ad will be what are your top apps please don't talk about Facebook and all that but what are your top productive apps and this question is coming from Mohammed Zaheer Hussain uh, so he wants to ask what are the top websites you browse
1: top website I browse um, right now it's probably going to be linked number one um, mainly because the content which people share on linkedin i absolutely love reading the content which people post on linkedin it's a combination okay. of having news where you get the latest news in the world you also get uh, thoughts and ideas so that's that's uh, i have something which i really do enjoy uh consuming uh in terms of productivity apps wise i would say the app which really did help me out the most right now, especially when you're talking about um, being in contact with people while in this COVID situation, is Google. Uh, Google Hangouts, Google Office. Uh, so the I can share documents so much more easier. And I can work on projects being shared. So Google really did help me up a whole lot during this time. Meetings, hangouts. When you share a document, make sure that it's on your Google Drive so that everybody else can see, it, they can amend it, and you can discuss about it at the same time. So Correct. having that shared experience really did help, especially in this, this COVID situation.
2: But Adam, let's say if it's not about the COVID situation, then what are your top website browsings that you follow? I mean, keeping, of course, the social media aside, is yep. there any news websites or any media websites or let's say the normal, uh, I mean, do you are you more video person or what are the normal browsings that you do? Uh,
1: DNA, Digital News Asia, I tend to read a lot of digital news. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, DNA. Yeah, DNA, um, those kind of websites are something which I tend to look into. I like to see what's the latest technology trends and what are some of the things which are happening, which company just got funded and who's expected to grow next, and things like that. So I find that really exciting to read, to see what's coming up next. And who knows, some of the ideas which are being shared in those platforms could really be ideas which you could take back and adapt in your business as well. So yeah, I I really do enjoy that. Uh, If you talk about the app, well, I would say um, Evernote.
2: Oh, okay.
1: OK, yeah, Yeah. Um, you manage. yeah it, it does help in terms of keeping track of all the tasks and setting reminders. So sometimes I get kind of occupied with a number of tasks, and it kind of gets mixed up in between. So Evernote has the capability of reminding me about some tasks which I have left unattended to for quite some time.
2: Lovely. I think that's so good to know, Aaron. Of course, both the points are super awesome that you shared in terms of browsing and the app. Um one second. What do you want? You want me? Hmm. So okay, let me just take one. Let me try if I can take a quick selfie with you.
1: And <laughs> you're like never this hope.
2: Okay, let's let's That's fun. That's so fun. Okay, Aaron, thank you so much. It was a wonderful time with you and the way you shared about all the things, whether it is about maintaining your two facades together, making sure the balance is absolutely right. And at the same time, sharing the aspect of the COVID thing. I'm so glad that you could be with us and share all of it. My favorite section was... It's not the tough situations, but the tough people is what survives in this situation. Yes, guys, please be strong. Please stay stay put. Everything is going to be fine and everything is going to be absolutely back to normal. And imagine the surge that's going to come in the business as soon as everything is getting back to normal. So prepare yourself for that surge. Prepare yourself for the time and just build yourself on the inside at this point of time when you have so much, so much to grab and learn. That's the whole idea of LinkedIn Prana Stories and launching this talk show, bringing Aaron on board and sharing with us his mind.
1: So yeah, thank you, Kush. Uh, I think it's amazing having me here because uh, the last time we spoke, we spoke on the phone. And uh, I think we shared quite a number of interesting ideas uh, in between as well. And hopefully, we brought some value here. Uh, And I do believe that if anybody got any questions, just drop a comment down below and we'll just attend to it in a later date, yeah.
2: Absolutely, because I know people might be working as well, so they might tune in later. So once we have anything, definitely, Aaron, I'm going to tag you as well. Stay tuned to the live session video, and then from there, we can just keep in touch. But thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Enjoy your evening. Thank you, everyone, who joined us for the live session. We quite enjoyed it.
0: Thank you.